Hello and welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit. My name is Anna Louise Kenny and with me is Jessica Stagg. In these podcast episodes, we bring to you industry experts who have been there, done that, paving the way to help educate and build you and your aesthetic business. And this is the latest episode of the Skin Philosophy Edit. Hi. Hi. And today we have on our podcast Lola. She is the proud owner of award-winning medical aesthetic clinic and, um, and skin specialist. So Lola, we would like to hear about your story. Hi. Where did you, how did you start? How did you get into this industry? So my story actually started with a shea butter story. I don't know how many okay. people, there's thousands mm. of women, where the story of getting into skincare started with um, shea butter. <laughs> so, <laughs> <for everybody. laughs> so, so mine, mine, is, mine is quite similar. I, um, I was working in, um, in Nigeria and um, I got married and I just didn't want to go back to investment banking. That was my previous role. And I wanted to find a way to actually help women with using products from West Africa. So what I actually did, I did, I did a road trip from Nigeria to Benin to Ghana. And if everybody knows that road trip, it's quite like, I, I think about 10 hours road trip. It was fun for me, but also, of course, it was also quite dangerous. And boy, it was, it was so much fun. And the reason why I wanted to do the road trip, because I wanted to actually see the whole country. I'm from Nigeria, but had never been to on a road trip to these places where shea butter are made. So shea butter is predominantly made in West Africa. So I went on a road trip to power um, to partner up with the women that actually make this um, product so that I could get a good amount of shea butter and use it. And when I, so when I moved back to London, I could then sell the actual ingredients to companies like soap companies and so forth. So the margin from that uh, from the from the profit goes back to the women that I partner with. Wow, wow. that's very innovative. So <laughs> very that's good. I, and, and I did that for quite a while. I um sh- I shipped in tons of shea butter, sold it to soap companies, went with my little top to all those organic shows and gave them as a trial. And they contacted me because they really liked the feel of the shea butter. It was originally was made. And because I had a story behind it and the women, like for example, Widows and Orphans Empowerment Program. So I was able to also obviously give them all back the profit. But that wasn't this enough for amazing. me. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was that wasn't enough for me. I thought, okay, what other things can I do to actually just not sell shea butter? How do I make it more? How do I make more margins? And you know that with if you sell ingredients, the margin could be pretty low. Mm-hmm. But when you make it into a product, like let's say an uh, coconut and shea butter sort of a balm, mm-hmm. you can get a higher margin. So I started to do that. So I went into formulation. So I went into formulating school. I I did some courses in formulation and uh, formulating ingredients. Oh wow! And you know, so and for, from there, I also obviously made all this product, and I also wanted to do a bit more. I wanted to know more about actives. Yeah. So I um really got into formulating and got into cosmetic science part of it, and that still wasn't enough for me. I felt like you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you know I needed to touch skin. I'm making all these products. I really don't know how well it works until I actually touch skin. Mm-hmm. So I went into aesthetic school. Wow. <laughs> Literally. Brilliant. And it's from aesthetic school that I really felt more fulfilled that I could actually touch skin and actually begin to use all my knowledge from formulation and so forth to really start the clinic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so with like, OK, I'm going to ask you a question because I'm really curious here. Now, after you've done the cosmetic science and after you've touched skin, the shea butter, would you look at it as still so many benefits or tell me the benefits to educate me like how amazing is it or is it you've like changed your mind on how it is oh actually no so shea butter and there are two aspects of shea butter there's the 
shea butter you actually make that the women actually make yeah and there's the processed shea butter where it's, it's it has a pure white color and it loses a lot of the originality from shea butter but shea butter is like an emollient so it's essentially an emollient that you would see in cocoa butter that you see in some other oils yeah so it serves its purpose as an emollient it would protect your skin from oils from 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 moisture uh, sorry, it protects your skin from any um, form of harsh weather. So you can actually use it. But what I find with shea butter, because just an oil doesn't really do that much. But when you mix it with oil in water, right, that water stays on your skin. And then the oil protects your skin further from the water evaporating from your skin. So I do find that shea butter is actually a very brilliant product. It doesn't have vitamin E that everybody says it has. I've, I had it tested and it does not have vitamin E. But it has other acids like the stearic acid, oleic acid, all these acids that are very, very good at moisturizing um, your skin. Okay, wow, that so. is very interesting. <laughs> so when you first got into it, did you have a passion for the skin or you had a passion of more of the story of the shea butter and then the process of being able to then create, obviously you've spoken about margin, so you obviously know about business and yeah. things. So what pushed the passion? Was it skin or was it to create the business, to create the story? And um, I think it's, it's, it started for me with a story. Okay. So prior to actually working in Nigeria, I've always, my plan was to go to Nigeria and use half of my time working and the other half of my time helping women, empowering, empowerment and so forth. But when I went to Nigeria, I just didn't have that time. So when I had the opportunity to come back here, when I got married, I realized that actually this is my opportunity now to actually find a way to do really what pushes me, my passion, which is really about women empowerment, education and so forth. So it started with that story. And then when I got into Shea Butter, understanding the English, because I actually like science. I absolutely love science. So it wasn't enough for me just to sell Shea Butter. I wanted to understand the science behind it. And then, so it was a science that drove me all the way to touching skin <laughs> and talking <laughs> about skin. So that's really, um, so I think it's from the story to the science and then to really engaging with people. On the line, all this, you have to have a, it's sort of um, interesting people, I, I would yeah. say that. For every therapist, knowing people, because they are, you're, you're the, you, you, touching skin is beyond just you doing a treatment, is you touching a life, essentially, yeah. and, and that's the way I see it. Yeah. That I've got, it, I've got an hour to spend with a client, and they've dedicated that time for me to work on their skin, but it's much more than that. I get to hear stories, I get to hear you know, deep thinking and what they're going through at the moment. And it's just being there listening to them might just be what you need apart from the skin treatments you're given. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And you're, I'm curious, the road trip across Nigeria. Yes. How was that? It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, I, I did it um, because I, I wanted to, I like the end-to-end, -end, um, uh, my background is actually engineering. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah. so I, I like the end-to-end, -end, understanding things right from start all the way to finish line. And I thought doing a road trip, number one, it was easier for us in terms of the practicality because where you make shea butter, even though I was down south, the, it's actually up north. So you had to either take a, another um, plane ride to get to the places where they make shea butter or drive there. So it made sense for us to go on a road trip. It was actually by the coast of West Africa. So whatever you were traveling, on your left-hand side was the sea, was the Atlantic Ocean. So it was very beautiful. I got to really... Um, 
understand different cultures. We're all quite similar. I understand different cultures, buy food, engage with people. It was just yeah. a beautiful trip. I don't think I would ever forget that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it definitely does make up the story. And I think um, it is very important. Another moral that we have when also speaking to kind of people that come onto these podcasts is that it's amazing that um, what you can do with like it's like you said it's not just about skin it's about um, women empowerment or helping people or um, like you said listening to people like you some you are literally sometimes like people's therapists yes. what they tell you and I think there's something as well really therapeutic about your client lying there with their eyes shut there's something psychological that happens definitely whilst they're lying there and they just almost tell you everything I think it's um, a trust because yeah. Yeah. I mean your face is where that's, that's what everybody sees and yeah. if they've come through the door they've looked at your profile yeah they think that they like your personality because I think when I get my clients they say, oh how did you hear about me they mm. say oh, I saw you on Instagram but I just connected with your personality and I think personality plays a big role because that builds that trust within you and the client mm. and then they tell you their full story I mean I get a lot of clients that actually have deeper issues caused by hyperpigmentation and acne and people have been quite suicidal and having to go through that journey with them to say, look, of course, it's not every case that you can resolve. And I have to be honest with them from the beginning. But if I feel that there's something that we can do to make things a little bit better for them, then it's actually fine. So they have that trust. Mm -hmm. So when they close their eyes, they, they entrust themselves literally in your hands. And, you know, when you go through the whole um, school, aesthetic school, and you're doing massage on a, on the skin, they tell you, do not leave your hands off a client. Yeah. It's so, so important. And similar to, if you think about it as a journey as well, do not let your, your, your client drop, do not drop your client halfway through the journey. So if you think about from the touch of your, on the, of, of your hands on their face, all the way to where they get to the result they want to be, mm. it's a whole process. So yeah. it's, it's, it's quite an interesting journey. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Mm -hmm. And your, so your journey then, so, you did the formulations and then you trained in school. And so tell us a bit of like how you decided, how you felt after you left, you know, how you got to having a clinic, because that's where a lot of the therapists are right now. It's like deciding what type of course, deciding what they're going to do, what treatments, how they're going to, you know, the steps of that. Yeah. So in terms of having a clinic, it was I, I wanted to always be not necessarily on my own. I was happy to partner up with people. I'm a big fan of partnership mm -hmm. because there's you know two you know two brains from different personalities and different background makes it different. But when I started, um, I, I I just perhaps I didn't have a partner then, um, and I went to the school, and I just kept asking questions, literally about okay we've tried all these products. What about on dark skin? Yeah. What about on skin of color? Yeah. How does um how would this product work? Are there differences between a skin of color to mm. compared to a Caucasian skin? And I felt that I wasn't getting as much um, answers. I wasn't satisfied with my answers. Mm. So it was very important for me to literally do this research on my own. I, I needed a certificate. I got a certificate. It was very, very important that I did that. The training was excellent because that you know the trainings that you get that you know that if I hadn't had this training, I would not be able to incorporate the right professional skills required for me to do my job. So I, the training was very important, but I had to go further into doing further research about skin of color and how to treat skin of color. So it was easier for my training and going through all that mm -hmm. took a longer time 
So in terms of finances, I spent more of my money literally doing specialist courses or understanding skin of color better than the every other money as you start off, you don't have all the resources mm-hmm. was to rent a room. Yeah. So yeah. I started with the renting a room and you know, it, it gave me a perspective because I could see how the owner of the room was in a massage spa, how she was operating. So I was learning from that, even though I could not control the um, whole environment. And that's what happens when you rent a room. You cannot control right from the (laughs) from the entrance all the way. But once your client gets into your room, you can control that. You can control how you how you see the client. You can control what you say. You can control how you want your business to be. So all that. In fact, I actually wrote down my typical client. What would my typical clients do? What what would they say? How would they see me? They've seen you on Instagram, fine, they like you and they've come all the way to the door. But it's a, it's a different process to get them to actually buying product and actually mm-hmm. treating them when you get into the room. Mm-hmm. So that you can control when you rent a room. And then the other parts that um, I wasn't doing at the beginning was also um, selling skincare product because I felt that once I could treat the skin, I was fine. I was just so yeah. happy <laughs> to be able to treat to, to treat the skin. Yeah. But in apart from the business aspect of actually you have to sell skincare products to your clients because they've entrusted you. A lot of them actually wanted to give them a program right from the one that we use in clinic and the one they would use at home. As we know, if not seventy yeah. percent of the of the of the results exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, c- comes from the home treatment. So you also yeah. have to have the knowledge of the home product. Mm-hmm. So when you're telling clients that oh buy a particular antioxidant or a particular cleanser, it's not because you're trying to of course you're trying to make a business, but it's more than that. It's saying that this accompanies the treatment you've gotten in clinic and is a whole program to get you to where you need to be. So that was one of the challenges that I faced, but I, I was able to overcome that literally Literally, clients helped me to overcome it because they kept asking, yeah. what else can I use? What else can I say? Oh, I better get, start selling products. <laughs> <laughs> because it is, it's a huge part of it. Like, if you have someone and you treat their skin, like, especially with skin of color, it can post-inflammatory p- pigment. And if you're not giving them a tyrosine inhibitor yes. and you're doing a traumatic, like, mm-hmm. trauma-induced treatment yes. on them, then you 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 can actually make their skin worse. Exactly. So it's a huge part of it. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And it's even more importantly for skin of color yeah. is to before we if before you came in, come into the clinic, you would have started your home care product at least three weeks beforehand. Yeah. yeah. So I have to sell you those products. <laughs> yeah. Three weeks beforehand. Before yeah. so we do a consultation and then you come into the clinic, um, and then you do but use the product. Then I see your skin. By the time you come into the clinic, I would have seen the difference of the prep, like using retinol, tyrosinase inhibitors. I would have prepped your skin. By the time you come into the clinic, it would be for a treatment. Yeah. Yeah. So your skin is ready and it would minimize the post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation yeah. that can come from the treatments we've given. Yeah. So yeah. selling your product mm. prior to even giving, cl- saying the client, is a key part of yeah. our uh, business. Yeah. 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 Oh, 100%. Um, prepping the skin yes. is key to being able to get re- long-term result-driven treatments, but also re- um, minimizing risk of adverse reactions. That's why um, a thing with our clients is that 
when they come in it's educating the clients that mm. this is it's a treatment in itself if anything probably helps to bring better results using correct skincare from home exactly so then coming in and then doing um having the skin treatments done yes but because i do a lot of chemical pills yeah. i do a lot of um advanced aesthetic treatment mm-hmm. and it's very important for me to actually prep the skin it's yeah. it's uh, sometimes by the time i see your skin in three weeks time you don't actually have to have a treatment clinic and i'm quite honest like your skin is doing so well yeah. Yeah. i don't see you speeding up that process except when i think that we should help you a little bit or give you a booster i i call this some of the treatments like a booster what you really need is the home treatment so yeah. it's very important that you understand how the ingredients play out and understanding skin of color as well skin of color it's it's it has its own differences but if you have the basic knowledge, like they were teaching training school, what is a sensitive skin? What is a dry skin? What is a oily skin? These types present themselves in all skin types. Yeah. Yeah. It's really what you do about it yeah. and how you treat it that matters for skin of color. Yeah. And actually, anyone can treat skin of color, and that's my message. Every single um, client, every single therapist can treat skin of color. There are differences in terms of post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, but think about the world now, right? You could have, I give an example of a, of a black man who is Fitzpatrick 6, so very, very dark skin. He has 20% European yeah. DNA in him yeah. without realizing he did a DNA test. Now, that 20%, even though I'm not quite, so it might not be true, but I do think that, of course, that DNA could trigger certain responses on your skin. Oh, so yeah. you would find that a Fitzpatrick, someone darker, yeah. that you do, you would not expect to have hyperpigmentation. Or the other way around. So many people so now with lighter skin will react. Will react. So that's yeah. why it's important that actually when you are looking at the skin, your consultation goes deeper mm. by asking them, where do you come from? What are your eye color? What are your hair color? What do you experience when you when you get, exactly. get to the sun? Because even yeah. a dark person who gets to the sun, they're absolutely fine. Yeah. And a dark person can get to the sun and they actually get a tan or get get burned yeah it's happened that we we have such mixed heritage in yeah. these days yeah about yeah. you know even 80 percent of population have such mixed yeah. heritage that actually hyperpigmentation is becoming more common and more common amongst all the fitzpatrick yeah and this is it's actually um so basically what we like the Fitzpatrick scale is very technically out of date. Yes. And like what Obaji says, and I completely fully agree, is actually it's not um, it's not about what looks at the skin. What you're looking at the skin is about reactivity. Yes. So say, for example, one person who has many different ethnicities in like inherited, it means that they can react in multiple ways. So they're the most um, unpredictable type of skin type, so the most type of dangerous. So then to someone who has just one skin type, so then you know how it's going to react. Like I've had, you know, th- students that have come on, um, it was one of the students that had come on was um, a black lady yes. and her daughter was white, but like was quite white. And yes. even the examiner came in and we, because she was whiter, um, I had advised um, that she actually te- treat her as a darker skin type because yeah. of the reaction. Yes. Because yeah. you can't understand the reaction. And the examiner that came in was actually said, oh, 
the only thing I would point out is I think you skin typed her wrong um, as in you should have skin typed her lighter because it's very old fashioned mm. to look at skin and judge yeah. it exactly. rather yeah. than learning about their ethnicity and yes. history and their reactions and you yeah. know pig- pigmentation is really interesting because young children now are also getting p- lots of rea- reactive yeah, yeah. yeah. And my, my daughter's five years old she she had chicken pox and she, she's got the pigmentation after the effect of chicken pox and then i can see that she actually has melasma oh yeah. really I mean, I mean you would not expect that at that age yeah. but because genetically she's predisposed to have melasma yeah. when she had chicken pox it came up mm-hmm. as the inflammatory yeah. response to all the inflammation happening through her skin and through her body is mm-hmm. gone now but that happens yeah. so you have to ask questions especially yeah. during consultation and that's what will guide you mm-hmm. and do not be afraid to tell every single client that i'm going to start you off on a gentle because i want to see how your skin react yeah. i actually tell my skin of color clients that yeah that yeah. i'm not entirely sure if you're experiencing dry skin now because yeah. you're genetically predisposed to experience dry skin or because you've changed location for example yeah so i'm going to start off very gentle with you and I want to see your skin every two or three weeks. I always tell my clients, you have a 12-week journey with me, minimum. Yeah. You have to be serious with this right from the beginning. And they are patient enough to wait because then you can monitor how their skin reacts. So no one should be afraid of um, treating skin of color. Yeah. Just be aware that, of course, they might have post-inflammation people hyperpigmentation, but prep their skin with using the right yeah. ingredients prior to that. And then you see really brilliant results with the same acids that everyone uses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that um, although every single client that comes through the door should be having a consultation, should be going on skincare, should be then going on a treatment plan, yes. I think the only the only difference is, is that people can get a little bit worried of treating skin of colour because of the risk of the pigmentation and like hyperpigmentation and stuff. But it is just, you, you can do the exact same. It's just, you do just need to prep the skin and like what we said to use the use the correct ingredients but that then the outcome is so much better anyway like you said sometimes you could be putting on people on such good skincare regimes that by the end of it they don't need to near on have a treatment anyway so exactly and even with everyone prepping the skin yeah it's what literally helps you to get a better result exactly so i literally put every single person regardless of their skin color i prep their skin Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I, I, I honestly believe that very good, very great home care products that you have and people are make manufacturers are working really hard to give you really great home care products that you don't necessarily have to be in clinic for all your all the um, for all for, for, for every well, I would say you don't have to come into the clinic. Yeah. F- yeah. to treat every skincare mm, um, yeah. issues that you have. Mm. Yeah. I mean, dehydrated skin can literally be treated at home yeah you don't have to come into the clinic to do that yeah Yeah. but then i also think that's what makes you very good at what you do because it's going there's you're not sugarcoating it you're not um being honest yeah you're being honest yeah Yeah. and that's what draws people in a lot more because if you don't need it you don't need it yes i I, you know that's and that's the the whole part of the business as well that you have to know how to Mm -hmm. sell the home care product yeah Mm -hmm. you have to know how to understand the ingredients understand how it works not everybody will understand the science behind it but you have to know that you know i use this word cams cleanse activate moisturize sunscreen Mm. literally if you understand that the cleansing is very important activate using active ingredient to to treat any skincare concern that you have moisturize if you have to and use sunscreen Mm. if you can put every single client on that path 
Yeah. There's a likelihood you get very good results <laughs> without <Yeah>. even <laughs> <laughs> yeah. without having to do so much. And then you're you're also learning al- along the way too. It's not okay. Fine. There are different people, and everybody has a different skin typing. I like the Dr. Berman's skin type one. It's, it's sixteen skin types. It's not really about the skin of color. It's really about if you have an oily skin, dry skin, if you get wrinkled easily or you're not get doesn't get wrinkled, resistant skin, pigmented skin. So therefore you sort of know products that work within those ranges and that's how you can quickly up your game yeah. <laughs> in yeah. terms of treating any single yeah. client. Yeah. So what would you find is say what was the biggest learning curve with a skin concern that came in that might have, you know, not went the way you what what can you educate the people who are listening on how you learned, you know, with a client that didn't go the way it should have went, you know, that kind of way. Any issues you came across? Um, in terms of issues, um, what I, I, I tend to, I can tell if some clients have not prepped their skin. Yes. And, you know, and because so <laughs> you have to understand that you have to also be a client, yes. if you don't understand. I get acne. And I know how desperately I want to get rid of acne, for example, or if I'm having a special event, how I want to, you know, sort of hide it and things like that. So clients do come in as you're perhaps the last result. Selling clients to wait more weeks can be quite daunting and could be quite hard on them. Yeah. Right. So I would say one of the biggest challenges I had initially was not having enough before and after pictures, just even when they come into the clinic. So I have it online, I have it on social media, but having a book that says, look, this person had this, waited 12 weeks, see the result. This person had this, waited six months, see the result. Acne can take up to a year Mm. to treat. Apopigmentation can go on its own, or it can take up to a year to treat. And having that amount of, or number of portfolios that you can show clients is one of my... Because at the beginning, you don't have any, you don't have any portfolio. Yeah. You're just, you know, yeah. the moms and the pops and your uncles and aunties. <laughs> but, they, they do, but in fact, they make a difference because they allow you to make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, My mom allowed me to make mistakes. My mom allowed me to try several things out. And I could then use that as a baseline. That, okay, for a 70-year-old woman, there's some things I just wouldn't go. I just wouldn't try it. Give me an example. Um, so for a, for a <laughs> 70-year-old um woman if i'm gonna do microneedling yeah her skin has to be completely numb when i say numb like yeah no <laughs> she can't move <laughs> <laughs> just because at that point number one their skin is very very sensitive yeah mm-hmm. the elasticity is very very it's not as great yeah so if you're gonna do microneedling you have to really ensure that they are completely numb yeah right and then the microneedling is more of a refresh microneedling it, you cannot go deep yeah for example, and for, for a man who is in his 30s with a very oily skin, yeah. I can go deeper in terms of the depth of yeah. my microneedling sessions just yeah. because his skin can take it. Yeah. His skin layers would accept that sort of depth of microneedling. Yeah. So these are, so even though they tell you on, um, manufacturers will tell you, mm-hmm. there's only so much manufacturers will tell. Yeah. You have to experience skin. And that was yeah. why I moved from manuf- manuformulating yeah. to <laughs> experiencing skin and gaining that mm-hmm. profile. So what I would say is for new people is build up your profile, your portfolio, use your mom and your uncles and your anyone that's yeah. available. Yeah. Take their pictures, learn how to take good pictures. 
that because even advertising um ASA advertising standard agency they are really begin to hone in on on how you know g- giving the wrong impression yeah so learn how to take really good pictures hold, hold on to your portfolio and then start learning honestly feel yeah. free to ask people questions people these days are happy to help you yeah build up your portfolio yeah, yeah definitely i do think that um definitely it the way that you build up your knowledge is by getting out there and doing it yes there's only so much that you can learn until you do start working the skin seeing all the different skills that you have to come with it of like the communication like the conversations that you have doing the treatment understanding the ingredients seeing how it reacts even there's some things now which i can look out for in a skin where you only know that by work by by having the experience to do it um and definitely practicing on people close to you to give it an opportunity to go wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and also um, and also accepting the fact that you you can go wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the things that makes us afraid. This is someone's face. This is someone's skin. Um, you can go wrong. Yeah. Mm. You could. I, I I've treated clients where I was expecting to get a flawless result. Yeah. And three weeks after, they they, were, they broke out with acne. Yeah. But yeah. are you there for these clients then? And that is really what matters in terms of your skincare journey. Are you there for the clients? Because of the actives that I use and the sort of treatment that I give, I say to my clients that the first seven days matters. You have to tell me what's happening. Sure, send me your skin picture. I want to see it because I can tell reactions. I can see if you're reacting before you realize. I can tell you're about to react. So the first seven days, I want to see your pictures. I want to see what's happening to you after chemical peel. That's the way I'm able to get really great results with clients as well as monitor them going forward. And then, of course, you have to let them know consent form is very, very key that actually with a chemical peel, for example, Mm. burning is an an aspect of it. Getting more acne is an aspect. Getting more pigmented is an aspect of it. And I think even for skin of color, if you tell them all that information and you're upfront right at the beginning, then they're also aware of it and they know about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's much better than kind of um, trying to just wing it and not giving them all the information. There was, I I find there was an aspect like years ago of more of winging it. Yes. Now, we have the tools to be educated. Yes. And so do the clients. They have those tools so they can research. So it's better you're telling them all the scenarios than we're like, then, then, then you're just going, yeah, it's fine. It's no problem. But things do happen. That's just mm. part of it. It, it, it is. And that's yeah. why the Advertising Standard Agency are really honing on on making sure that you're as plain and as um, transparent as possible. So when we, I mean, if you ask a client, for example, I asked very simple questions like if you use a soap in the hotel, can you get away with using any soap in the hotel? Yeah. And if they say no, because I'm always bringing my own cleansers, there's a likelihood that they have a sensitive skin. So if you're going to do a treatment on your skin, you might not want to go for the strong acids. You might want to start with very just 10% lactic acid to see how their skin improves. And then you go higher if there's a need to. Just simple questions really can help you treat any skin of color. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It is interesting. You said, um, going back a little bit, about a lot of your passion came from like empowering women. Um, where did that come from anywhere? Did that, um, has have you had like an experience or is it just kind of the way that you've been brought up? Um, what, what, what took you down that route? I think for me, it's in terms of empowering women, I, I just personally felt that growing up, I, um, my mom was just, my mom is like my mentor and mm. 
she raised seven kids. I'm the last of seven. Wow. And she raised seven kids, practically most cases on her own. Mm-hmm. And I could see where she did had some successes and had some challenges. And I knew that, you know, in some of the challenges, a lot of them were, were monetary terms because, you know, when you're taking care of seven children and you're having to go to work and things like that, he was... It was, I, I saw that because I was the last and I could see literally the whole journey. And I personally just felt that actually simple things they don't teach you in school, yeah. like managing money. Yeah. You don't get taught it in yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> things like that. And I think that, you know, so that's how it all started with me that actually if I had someone that taught me at age 16 yeah. how to manage money, how to help other women, it is really, you know, because when someone has helped me, it's been a leap, not even mm. a little steps. It's just been a leap in terms of my mindset. So I felt that it is a way I can help other women by, for example, the margins of the shea butter, give them that profit, get more, get them the money directly to them rather than going to an intermediary that will cut down their, their profit. I felt that way they can actually help other people because mm. we all help each other. Women help other women. You know, that's the, that's the way... Um, the world works and men help you know everyone helps other person that's the way I see it anyway so I really felt that that was a way for me to help the society yeah that's amazing it is it is it is more of a world now where we're starting to work together more yes Uh, like and people are supporting each other and I do think it's really important you know that you're kind of you're also you're not just worrying about yourself yes because if you're worrying about yourself then like long term at the end of the road that's it that's all you have in your life it's just yourself whereas worrying about the people that are around you you know worrying about taking in their feelings and everything is so important and i think that's a huge aspect because when we have a client on the bed if you're a therapist that's like listening to them or if you're a therapist talking about yourself then it's a huge difference and i think the listening thing being there for them is is a huge aspect to this yeah and and, and there's a times where there was i mean everyone worries we all have beauty therapists and Mm. people starting on their own or people that partner up with other organizations and there's a slight worry that oh my god is so saturated that beauty therapist is um everybody wants to be a beauty therapist and everybody has their own skincare line everybody has their own um Everybody has their own way of, you know, even consumers are more savvy yeah. in terms of understanding the skincare. That mm-hmm. is there a need for me to start. And, you know, I always, I remember when this analogy came to my mind, that if you look at the stars in the sky, there are billions and billions of stars in the sky. They're not caught stars for no reason. Every single star shines on earth to give us hope, to give us, I don't see any star covering the other star. Oh. There's mm-hmm. always okay. a room for you. There's yeah. always a... A, a plan is always your star mm. contributes to other stars yeah. to, to light up the earth, to give us hope. So if you start as a beauty therapist and think, oh, I don't know much, just you wanting to be a beauty therapist and listening to clients, honestly, is a step and yeah. is a star. You're, you're a fun. star to that yeah. client for that one hour that you're yeah. with the client. Yeah. And if you see yourself as that, you are, you, you have a purpose and you're yeah. doing something great. Yeah. thing I wanted to bring up is something that you know I hadn't really actually realized until I was sitting there and I saw you being awarded like clinic which is amazing and really well done and everything mm-hmm. like Thank that you. but like it it actually it, it came into my head and it hadn't ever before I was like 
you know, I rarely see a black woman winning clinic of the year, therapist of the year, anything like that. And in general, there isn't enough black women within this. You know, how do you feel about that coming into that industry? Did you see like, you know, obviously the education, you said they didn't cover much within that. It's not down to them. It's just within the syllabus, the qualification, it's their knowledge, everything like that. Um, how did you feel about it? Um, I remember when I was actually filling the form that of for the award that actually every of my desire to wanting to help skin of color mm. wanting to tell other people that actually it can treat skin of color yeah. you know th that was really what I, every i had that at the back of my mind and then it was, it was when i was filling the form that i saw that actually there is an opportunity for me to write about this and talk about being a black person yeah. and wanting to literally evangelize and say, look, every single person can treat skin of color. It, it was, and I, and I went there to even see more black people there was actually something really good for me. I would yeah. say, you know, in terms of BAPTAC, there are black therapists, yeah. but I'm not sure if they, they feel like, because I went through, I'm, I'm sure I applied on the last day. Because <laughs> I was like, mm. should I, is, is there a need? Is there a need? Yeah. But when I then applied and I saw the immense um, love and yeah. support from BAPTAC and SIPTAC and to see how, you know, they they want us to apply. Yeah. As a black person, mm. you should apply. Yeah. As a black person, it should be a voice mm. yeah. in um, in the in, in the whole world to say, mm. yes, I'm a black person. I can treat any skin, yeah. mm. right? And um, actually, this is how you treat skin of color. Yeah. It's not too far from what you know already. You just yeah. not mm. uh, you're just afraid, you yeah. know. Yeah. And so I feel that you know, for all my black therapists, that they should apply. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And they should apply, and they should. You know, talk about what they do because that's how everybody learns. Yeah, that's how everybody, the industry gets better by talking about what you do, showcasing the results that you've gotten, yeah, and telling people that look, it's actually very possible to treat skin of color. You don't have to be black to treat the skin of color. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you don't have to be afraid of treatments. Yes, yeah. treating skin of yeah, color. Yeah, and that that was why I applied because I just went to say, look, I've gotten great results from so many clients. I'm happy to talk to you about it. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and. And that's why I think all um, more black people should should apply. Yeah. And I'm gonna, you know, thank you for saying this because I'm actually gonna go on, on Instagram and talk for the journey and say, yeah. look, yeah. please, if you are a black therapist, yeah. please do apply. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a good pool of people. Exactly. Yeah. Open that's up the demographic. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I think someone like you could do that as well. I think that you've got the passion, you've got the voice. Um, you've got the experience and I think it does need to be, it does need to be done, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I, I mean, we have, we have, of, of course we have Dijad Ayodele. Yeah. Who talks a lot about yeah. the black skin and Asian about, yeah. <laughs> and she, she's also pushing that. And I think the more we as a black person and other people push that to say, look, black skin can be treated. Black skin is great, yeah. you know. Some of the misconceptions about black skin, it's, it's wrong. Yeah. And so the more voice we add to it, it's mm. it's better for the whole society. I do. Yeah, believe because that. automatically, as a therapist, you're like, first of all, black skin is amazing. They never age, so they never need a treatment. Yeah. Actually, they suffer from every skin condition. Yes. White skin does as well. 
plus as well then it's like oh well we can't choose radio frequency or we can't choose peers or we can't choose needling like you know even even all of that like the peers and everything like that i remember when i was learning it was like don't touch black skin with <laughs> peers and then later on as i develop yeah. the knowledge is actually yeah i can slowly slowly catchy monkey but yes. i can of yes, course as long yes. as i'm careful with it yeah, yeah. i think we in terms of 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 yeah there has been several misconceptions yeah on treating black skin and one of the issues that i have both as a because i have my own skincare line as well yeah um called asme beauty and from both the manufacturing side and both sort of manufacturing of ingredients yeah and manufacturing manufacturing of tools to use yeah there hasn't been enough research done mm. on black skin yeah that's one that's yeah. where that's where the major issue yeah. is yeah that yeah, sorry. That's right. If you think vitamin C, maybe two percent of it can work on a Caucasian skin. Did you try vitamin C four percent on the black skin as an example? Yeah. Have you seen that maybe a good range would work for different kinds of skin? So I think that's where the issue is. The problem with cosmetic manufacturers. I mean, there's so many layers of issues about it because, yeah. of mm -hmm. course, research costs money. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. The customer base. If the customer base is Caucasian, there's a likelihood that they would do research on ingredients on Caucasian skin. But have they broken down a customer base? A lot of black people are buying this product. Yes. Have they broken yeah. it down to see that actually we have a good customer base of black skin? Can we do further research yeah. on ingredients and on tools yeah. to see if this will work on darker skin? Mm -hmm. So I think the message out there should be actually black people, sh we should have a, a lot more pool of skin of color as part of our research program. Yeah. So they are tested well enough to see if it works for black skin and in and the results that you get from it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think um, this is I think I do think that it's changing though. I yeah. think that more people are, are aware of this. Yeah. And a lot of manufacturers and a lot of brands are beginning to incorporate or have more black um, people come in. I still in. think not enough, though. Not enough. Do you know, like, they love to put an image in there on their advertisement, but, like, are they including protocols to teach, you know, with their, with their skincare, like, chemical peel lines? Are they including protocol on how to do it on darker skin? You know, if you're buying a machine, are you getting explained to, you know, that kind of way? There's, like, obviously stuff like laser hair removal, but that's been around 20 years. Of yes. course it should be at that stage by yes. now. But, like, it's still it is still quite slowly and it's it's getting there yeah definitely without a doubt but it's just going to take a little while it, it is going to take this while but i think the more voice that we raise yes. and the more questions we ask not just as a black person because yeah. it's not on the owners of a black person to ask no. this question exactly it's for every single person to say okay you've told me about how to treat fitzpatrick one to three yeah what about fitzpatrick if i can use that word fitzpatrick yeah. what about four to six yeah. has this been applied on a darker skin skin, skin person what are the results that you get? If every one of us is asking that question, yeah. then the manufacturers have no choice but to actually get this result out, test it on darker skin color, because yeah. in, in years down the line, everybody's gonna have a, a form of mixed heritage. That's yes. the way the world is going. Yes. So you have to start trying out a lot of these things. And it's actually beneficial for you. There's a monetary aspect of it. Because black people are buying, we contribute to billions yeah. of skincare. Yeah, oh yeah. And that's what's misconceived, because yes. they think, oh well, you know, averagely the richer person is whiter. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. And it's such bad misconceptions because, you know, it doesn't mean anything nowadays. And skincare product lines and skin treatments need to move along with that and kind of adapt to it. Oh, certainly. Uh, Revenue-wise, black, yeah. um, black people contribute, I believe, in excess of three billion. 
to 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 the so to the to, to the skincare or to personal yeah. care. Yeah, I did actually read that. Yeah, and yeah. you have to. So what? And if you break it down, yeah, every woman, every, every man, and men, men grooming. So this year, one of the tra- trends was actually men's grooming. Yeah. yeah. And men's grooming has nothing to do with race. Is that as a man, I want to look good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Social media is also influencing and driving the effort and driving the, the, uh, uh, the, the need to want to really work on your skin, work on your hair, work on your personal care. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's not just, um, it's not a race thing anymore. Yeah. And I think we need to stop making it a race thing. We need to make it for businesses that think of it actually as a revenue stream. Yeah. So mm-hmm. further research needs to be done by them to ensure that whatever they're putting out as a, as an ingredient or as a tool, it has been tested across the board. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. And what did you find was the biggest challenges opening the clinic? Because obviously that minimum co- co- order is starting off is hard, but then you have a clinic and in your clinic you've doctors, you yes. know, and you've staff and yes. you have tax and yes. you have you know all the stock what what do you find was the biggest because like you won an award for the best clinic you know so you're doing something right but so, so my award was the advanced esthetician of the oh, year yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry not the best clinic, the advanced esthetician of the year and one of the struggles that i find because i i'm one of those that i just want to speak to people i want to talk to clients i like all the client facing part the admin is one of the hardest <laughs> thing for me to do. <laughs> and so having the software that would help me right from the beginning, from consultation yeah. all the way to knowing what every client has done, mm-hmm. writing down what is done. I think having doctors, you have to be, you, ha- you have to know and write down every single thing, record. So that was a good aspect for me because having the software that, was, that really helped me to do that. What but the accounting. Do you use? So I, I use a mixture. I use Get Timely. Yeah. I <laughs> use um, some other pharmaceutical softwares because yeah. of all the prescriptions that the yes. doctors have to do. Yeah. But Get Timely has been quite useful. I do have some issues with it, but, it, it, I, but I, I find <laughs> it very, very useful. Yeah. Honestly, it's been one of the best ones because I could invoice clients right away and clients can just pay. Yeah. So that was much easier for me. Yeah. Then starting out, you know, when you're posting product as a new starter, you're pu- you're putting those products into the post box. You're going to the post office. Yeah. You're putting the stamp mm. on your... Yeah. <laughs> and then it's gone missing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as a starter, those are the things that... Um, I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. But there are things that you can do now that makes it easier for yeah. you. We don't have to spend so much money for someone to help you post this product. Yeah. But it's good. I always say mm-hmm. the beginnings of a, of a journey is always good because oh, yeah. for you to, it, it gives you that level of satisfaction to put this product in a, in a bag and post it off. Yeah. You're doing something knowing that you're following this client's journey throughout. Yeah. So t- I would say try all that. Not because you, might even, you, you could even afford it. You know, you, what, what your starting base could be you renting a room or could having three clients or four, or four, sorry, four staff. But your starting base is up to you. Yeah. But enjoy that journey of a starter. Honestly, yeah, enjoy yeah. it because it really does help you. So when you scale up, you sort of know the end-to-end of how mm-hmm. to run a business. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, yeah, that's like the whole thing of talking about, you know, different having that confidence as a therapist just to be able to go okay I can treat any skin type and educating those therapists and other people and you being a role model for that because that's what you are you're mm. se- you're being a role model for so many people to kind of go I can I can 
like work with all skin types. It's not working with one skin type. It's working yes. with all skin types. Yes. And I can mm-hmm. have the confidence. And there's someone who's won an award and done it so well and everything mm-hmm. like that. And it, like that's what it is. And it's great that you're doing that. Yeah. As your own story, so I think it's important that anybody that wants to open up their own business, that it, they obviously listen and hear people that have done very well. But to do well, you need to create your own story. You need yes. to go right from the very beginning and go through the whole process, the highs and the lows, and you have shown what you can get when you do that. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you thank so you much. much. And thank you for inviting me. No. Thank you so much. <laughs>